Welcome back. Welcome back. It's Sunday and it's Thanksgiving service. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, dear friends. Welcome to another edition of Jesus is the Answer with Kathy Eka Kundenjingum. I am an ambassador of Christ Jesus and I am your host. You're welcome. Welcome back. So before we dive into the message, let us welcome Yahweh. Let us welcome our Father. Father, you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the mighty man in battle. Yahweh, we give you glory, we give you honor, thanks, praise, and adoration. Take over me, O Father, take over me, Holy Spirit, less of me, more of you. Speak through me, Father, Lord. Bless your children, Yahweh. Let your name be glorified, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You're welcome back. Thank you for always listening. God bless you. I pray he will grant you your heart desire according to his will for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So the first message was um, stop depriving God's children from coming closer to him. Stop the persecution. Yeah. Yeah. So persecution in, in another hand is good because it will bring people. Nobody knows how God will turn it around. But then it's so... Uh, um, painful when you see blue and you call it red when you see a genuine man of God a genuine servant of God and you persecute them and you call them names that you call them what they are not that's what I was talking in that um, message so I hope you've listened to it and it's time for us to thank Father he's a faithful God I really feel better now after talking I really really feel good wow Father, thank you. I feel much better. I feel much better. So wherever you are, let's begin to worship our Father. Let us thank Him. Let us thank Yahweh. He is God. He is Lord. He is our King of Kings. He is the mighty man in battle. Father, we give you all glory. We give you honor, praise, thanks, and adoration. We thank you, Father, for the gift of life. We thank you for your care and protection. We thank you, Father, for all your love and your kindness for us. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for provision. We thank you for your care and protection over us throughout last week. Today is Sunday, the first Sunday of the month of June 2022. Father, take all the glory. Take all the honor. We thank you for care. We thank you for good health. We thank you for your abundant blessings and grace upon our lives. We thank you, Yahweh. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hey. Hallelujah. 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 He reigns. He Hallelujah, he reigns, he reigns, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus reigns. What do you say, oh, hallelujah? Hallelujah, Jesus reigns. He reigns forever. He reigns, he reigns, hallelujah, he reigns, he reigns, hallelujah, Hallelujah, he reigns, he reigns. Hallelujah, he reigns, he reigns. Hallelujah. What are you thankful for? 
God has kept you throughout the year, from the beginning of the year. We are now in the middle of the year. In few months, 2022 will be over. What are you thankful for? God has given you good head. You have a whole lot of things to be grateful, to be thanking God. You have every reason to thank God. You are alive, God. You should be happy. You have good health. Be grateful. Your family is intact. You have to thank Father. You have to thank Him. You were sick, but you didn't die. Somehow, miraculously, you got healed, you got delivered. Don't you think that's enough reason to glorify his name? You have a job that you go to. Every day you wake up dressed, you go to job, to, to a job side. Like this is you have a permanent job. You are not out of work, out of your job. You are not jobless the whole year. You have a steady income. Glorify him. Thank him. Your children are healthy. How many times have you visited a doctor this year? How many times have you even slept at the hospital that a child is sick, they admitted that child? Or you yourself, you were sick, you were being admitted at the hospital throughout the year? Or a family member of yours is seriously sick, they are in the hospital. How many times? I keep saying that we don't have to only thank God when we have that dream job, when you are married, when things are all like the things you so want, the things you have put on your list. I want to get married. This is how I want my wedding to be. I want to save this amount of money. I want to get this, my, my career. This is what I study. I want to, there's nothing wrong with you having what, desiring all of these things. But if you are not, you've not yet have them, the ones you have, appreciate God. What if you didn't have anything? Do you know how many people who are homeless? How many people who are jobless? There are people that the government has to support them. Like the country where I live. I live in Germany. They have this social, social system. There are people who don't have a job. They have to go to the government. The government has to pay the apartment for them. The government has to make sure that they give them a pocket. They, you know, they give them allowance. And they calculate. It's not like they just give you. But if you have a job that you work... You pay your bills and you even have more than enough. But the government has to calculate everything. Oh, this you have to stay in this quadrometer because you are alone. This is the, But if you are working and you are paying your bills, you, you take the house you want to stay or the apartment, how big it is, is your business. There are a whole lot of limitation when the government is supporting you. I remember back then people said you can't even go on vacation. They have to know. You can't even have money in your account. I've once been under the system. When I wasn't working, the government was paying my bills. Money cannot come into your account. Somebody cannot even dash you money. You have to explain. If not, they're going to deduct it from what you get. Because they believe like you are not supposed to have what they're giving you is just enough for you. And God has blessed you. You are out of that system. You can work and your bills go on vacation do what you want to do, buy what you want to buy, rent the house you want or the apartment, and you are like, oh, because it's not your dream job, you will not thank God. No, now, come on, this is not fair. Let's give God credit. Do you know what it means for them to be monitoring your account? Somebody will say, oh, you, you for example, you say, oh, my child has a birthday, or oh, my child is having communion or whatever or you're doing whatever you're doing and for example let's say you're living in berlin and i'm living where i am and i can't come for some reason and i'm like okay my friend sorry i'll not be able to make it there or you say katsi well sorry you know i said okay i'll not be able to make it just give me your account number let me send something as a gift and i gift you 200 euros and the government see they'll be like no we have to deduct it what we are giving you every month probably if it's 300 euro will deduct 200 euro, will give you 100 because you have money. You can't even save money. There is no freedom. You have to look for somebody else who is working and then you tell me to send the money into that person's account. 
because you don't want the government to know that you have this money. I remember a lady whose uh, daughter was in the same in kindergarten with my son told me once the husband was out of job and why this man was working. This man had a, a, a saving account. He had saved some thousands of euros there and now he was out of work, right? And he went to apply that the government to help him because he's not working and they accepted. But when they went through, I don't know for some reason how they found out that he has money. They said, no, that money you are having, go and use the money first before you come to us for us to help you. The mom was like, I was working, I was saving, I have kids, I'm saving for them. They said, we understand, but you can't have money and you are coming to us to help you. So he has to use that money first before he apply for benefit from them. But imagine you are working, you have your money. You live the way you want to live. No matter what you are doing, you are earning a living as long as you are not stealing. Be grateful. Thank God. Thank him. Don't say, oh, I study mechanical engineering. And yeah, mine, I don't have that job. I'm a nurse. This is not what I wanted to do. But at least he's paying your bills. While you are believing, trusting God to grant you your desired job or whatever field you study. Thank him. Thank him. So wherever you are, open your mouth and thank God for life. Thank him for freedom, for liberty, for provision. Father, we thank you for providing for us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your grace upon our lives. We thank you, Father, that we are not begging. We thank you, Lord, that we are not homeless. We thank you, Father, that we are not jobless. We thank you, Father, for putting food on our table. We thank you that you are helping us paying our bills. Our jobs might not be our dream jobs, but they pay our bills. They put food on our table. We are not starving. We are not begging. Father, we thank you. I thank you from my hearts of hearts, Yahweh. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. We thank you for good health. We might have pains, body pains, but we thank you because it could have been worse. We thank you, Yahweh. We thank you for blessing us. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for ordering our steps, for protecting us, for watching over us. Even while we are sleeping, we don't know the arrows the enemies keep shooting. But you put your angels there to defend and we wake up strong and we take it for granted. We think it's a normal thing to go to bed and wake up. Father, forgive us. Forgive us. Forgive us, Father. Forgive us, Lord. If only Father could open your eyes and you see the arrows the enemy keeps shooting. The enemy never gives up. You might be like, I don't have an enemy. Oh, yes, you do. The devil keeps fighting. No, if you don't know that today, that the day you declare and you confess Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you automatically become an enemy to the devil. So he's fighting you. You might not have a relation or a relative who is fighting you, but the devil is fighting you. Because you have declared that Jesus is your Lord and personal Savior. You might be like, I don't have enemy. The devil is your enemy. Father, we thank you for your protections. We give you all the praise, all the honor, thanks and adoration, Father. We thank you for your care and protection over us throughout the week. From the beginning of the year to the middle of this year. Because we're already in the middle of the year. And especially throughout this last week up to this new week that we are entering. We commit this week into your hands, Lord. That may you take total control. May you order our steps. May we not lead ourselves, but we should be led by your spirit. For the Bible says those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. We want to be your children and remain your children, Father. We should be led by your Spirit, Father, Lord Jesus. Father, protect us, guide us. Help us to stay in your will. Help us to obey you in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for our children. Protect them, Father, Lord. Send them good company away. We pray for our, 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 our partners, our wives, our husbands, Lord. Bless them, protect them. Those who have not yet received you, Father, may you touch them to receive you and accept you, Father, Lord. We pray for our family members 
who are still lost in the world, Lord, that may you arrest them and bring them to you in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray that this week will be fulfilling. We pray that this week will be filled with your joy. We pray that this week we will live a life pleasing to you and you alone. And not only this week, but as from now going forward. We want to live in your will. We don't want to disobey you, Father. We don't want to disobey you. We want to please you, Father. That is my cry. I want to please you. I want to make you happy. I want to live in your will. Help me, Lord. If there's anything I'm doing, knowingly or unknowingly, that is not pleasing to you, Father, reveal it to me. Reveal it to us all, your children. Help us amend our ways. Let our ways be pleasing to you. Cover us with your blood. Let your wings protect us, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And that has brought me to today's, to this message. Disobedience can get you killed. Disobedience can get you killed. I know I talked about disobedience on Wednesday. We are still on it. If you look at the Bible, you study the Bible, and the people in the Bible who succeeded in their work with God, they were, dis- they were obedient to God. Those who disobey God, they never succeed. Those who obey God, their ways were pleasing to Him, and He was with them, He fought for them, He stood by them. It's very important to obey God. When God gives you an instruction, hold on to it, no matter what. Even when everyone is telling you, like, this thing you are doing is crazy, say no. It might look crazy to you, it might look foolish to you, but this is what God wants me to do. This is what God wants me to do. Like my case, everybody, or most of the people I know who are preaching from um, PBM School of Power, they are all preaching on Facebook. Most of them are preaching on Facebook that I know. Some of them started on Facebook and then probably it didn't work out and now they are doing evangelism on the street. Some have started going to the street and they are still coming back on Facebook. I've never gone to Facebook to preach. I've held to the instruction that my father gave me from day one. He said, go to the radio. Go to the radio. And this is exactly what I'm doing. You might be, oh, but this is not a radio station. Hello? (laughs) I'm not doing a video. Right? I'm not doing a video. And I know by God's grace, we'll start broadcasting live from a radio station, like a real radio station. Anchor is also like radio because it's audios I'm doing or Spotify, Apple Punkers, wherever you're listening me from, you're listening from, it's just like a radio. You just play it. I know you say, but somebody can do uh, Facebook, uh, um, you can do audios on Facebook, but then people will be there. Like, I don't know how I can, how, how I can, like, you know what I mean? Like people will be there. They'll be seeing you. Oh, this one is now on audio or something. And most often, how many of them even do audio? Most often it's live. They come live. Probably that's where God sent them. Like when he called my pastor, he said, go on live and preach. And she was like, I don't even know how to preach. The Holy Spirit said, I will help you. And the Holy Spirit has been helping her for close to six years now. So when God gives an instruction, hold on to it and stay there. He has a reason why he has sent you there. Because he knows that is where you get in contact with these ones that he wants them to listen to you. That is where you are going to get in contact with this, your husband. That is where you get in contact with your wife. That is where you get in contact with the one who is going to help you, with your destiny helper. If he say, take this road and you take the other road, you are spoiling things. And today we want to talk on how disobedience can get you killed. Disobedience can get you killed. When Mary was pregnant, Joseph wanted to, to leave Mary because he was like, how? I might be getting married to a woman who is pregnant already. And what happened? 
an angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, No, do not leave Mary. Take her. She's your wife and you marry her. Joseph was planning to, you know, just leave Mary, abandon her, even though they were fiance. But he held on to the instructions. And when Mary put to birth, he was there. Not until when the wise men came. So let's go to the book of Matthew. The flight to Egypt, right? The flight to Egypt. Matthew 2, 13 to 23. I will read. After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother. The angel said, stay there until I tell you to return because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. Hmm. That night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother, and they stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord has spoken through the prophet, I called my son out of Egypt. Herod was furious when he realized that the wise men had outwitted him. He sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under, based on the wise men's report of the star's first appearance. Herod's brutal action fulfilled what God has spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A cry was heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeps for her children, refusing to be comforted, for they are dead. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. Get up, the angel said. Take the child and his mother back to the land of Israel because those who were trying to kill the child are dead. Those who were trying to kill the child are dead. So Joseph got up and returned to the land of Israel with Jesus and his mother. But when he learned that the new ruler of Judea was Herod's son, he was afraid to go there. Then after being warned in a dream, he left for the region of Galilee. So the family went and lived in a town called Nazareth. This fulfilled what the prophet has said. He will be called a Nazarene. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It was in a dream that Joseph received instruction. Your case might be in a transit. Sorry, in a trance. You might have a trance and God shows you something or tells you. It might be in a dream. Mine, he spoke through my mouth. Mine, he spoke through my mouth. I've not been led yet to play that video that I'll play and you will listen to it as an audio. The day God will ask me to do it, I'll do it. It's just of recent that Apostle played. I think on the 23rd of May, she played it on her platform because something happened and she had to. She played it. And the whole world heard how God called me. God spoke through my mouth. He said, He is, I am that I am. He has called me. And he gave me those instructions. Joseph's case, it was in a dream that an angel of the Lord appeared and first of all told him not to, to uh, um, cancel the engagement he has with Mary. He should go ahead and marry Mary. And it was in the dream that an angel of the Lord appeared to him and tell him to flee with the child to, in, to uh, Egypt, that they are after the child's life. And when Herod realizes, what did he do? He killed all the children, all the male children from two and below. If Joseph had not taken or heed to the instructions that the angels gave him, Jesus would have died. I know you'll be like, oh, but he's God. God would have made a way. No, look at it this way. Jesus was human. He came in human form. He went through the normal things we all went, you all go through as a child. He was given birth to, he was nurtured, nursed by a mother, everything. In as much as the blessings and the grace of God and everything was upon him, but he was a child. He could not at that age run on his own. 
And we'd be like, but God could have still made him to disappear or somebody. Yes, but look at it this way. He was a child. The father has to yield to instruction. Why did Jesus not just appear? God could have just made Jesus to appear from nowhere and say, okay, because that's what people were even expecting that, oh, the son of man, the Messiah will just appear. No. God's ways are not our ways. He has to go through the process as a child. He has to form a process as every other normal human being, but he will have wisdom. You will see. There are some people you see like, this one is different. You understand what I mean? You see somebody say, but this one, the way this person speak, like each time this person speak, I feel something. This person, there's something I can't really figure out. That was the case with Jesus, I believe so. Like probably even the way he would do his things, his friends would be like, Jesus, this child is always different. His own things are, are, are not normal, like not ordinary. His things are always different because he has the grace of God upon his life. The angel gave his father instruction, take him, flee with him. And immediately he woke up that night and he ran. And he says, stay in Egypt. Instruction, stay there, remain there until I tell you to leave. And that was exactly what happened. He stayed in Egypt. That also fulfilled what the prophet, they have prophesied. That I called my son out of Egypt. He stayed there. When Herod died, and just said, okay, those who wanted to kill the child are dead. You can come. Still in a dream. He, was, he realized that it was Herod's child who was, who was now king. He was afraid because that news, imagine killing children. That's something that is so terrifying. You'll be like, wow, had it been I did not escape, so my child would have been dead also. So even when he came, he was afraid. The angels still have to give him instruction and tell him where to go. That also fulfilled the prophecy. That the child is going to be from Nazareth. Instructions are very important to keep and to hold on to them. Hold on to instructions. When God says move, move. If you delay only you, only him knows. Even my woman of God, the day God told her to leave Houston Texas on the third, three o'clock. Nobody knows what would have happened. God said, don't take a flight, drive. And they were canceling flight. Hadin Bishi was like, no, oh, it's too far, 18 hours. Let's just fly for two hours. And the 18 hours drive, instead, it, it ended up to, I think, close to 25 hours or so. It was more. She has a video. She, was, she made a video on her way and she kept us posted what was going on the weather was rough snow everywhere they were even advising people to stay indoors but she moved because god said move and because god told her to go god was with her because god told joseph to go and stay in egypt god protected the child while they were in a foreign land and you have to be fast don't delay when god said move move you don't need to understand. There are some people that will be like, you want to figure out, you want to understand. At times you don't need to understand because the, the things that look stupid to you, they are not to God. Don't say, I want to understand, but why is God asking me to go at this time? This child that they say he's blessed, this child that God says he's going to, to, to bring uh, freedom, salvation to his people. This same child, are you sure? And now you are saying that you have to run. They want to kill. How can they want to kill the same child who is going to bring salvation? Like, honestly, there are people who want to sit and analyze it like that. will be like, this same child that you say this child is going to be a blessing. He will liberate his people. It's the same child you're saying I should run. I thought this one is going to come and bring us liberty, freedom. So how come I'm running away to go and hide him? That is an instruction. He will bring freedom to his people. He will bring deliverance. It's not yet time. He is a timely God. There is time and set dates for everything. God has time and set dates for everything. So walk with him. And at his pace, if he say move, you move. If he says stop, he might be saying go this way. And he say no, don't go again. Go this way. Don't say, but you already said I should go here. Why are you deviating me now? I've already planned that when I get there, this is what I will do. If we start living our life that we start knowing that our lives is being ordered. And we ask God. Remember, I just prayed. I said, let God order our steps. And we ask God to order our steps. We will not make some mistakes. Look at the Egyptians. 
because of stubbornness, because of what they did. A journey that would have taken them days, took them years because they wanted to do things their own way, because of lack of patience, because of their greed and ungratefulness, ungrateful people. But if you have patience, you trust in God, you believe him, say, I don't understand, but your way, not my will. You will see that things will go smoothly. Look at the apostles, the disciples. Jesus gave them instruction. Today is Pentecost Sunday, right? Happy Pentecost Sunday. I have forgot about that. This is the day that the Holy Spirit made his way. And people were like, whoa, what's going on? Jesus gave his disciples instructions. He said, don't leave Jerusalem until the gift the Father has promised or the gift I promise you that the Father will give comes. If you leave, something might happen. Don't say, oh, because we're walking close to Jesus. Because in the book of John, John, um, John 20, 21 to 22, you see how Jesus breathed in them. I said, you know, let me go there. So you might be like, oh, we already received power now. Jesus has prayed in us, so we receive power. We should go now and start preaching and start doing this. After all, he sent us out while he was here, because it was the time he sent them out in tools. And he asked them to go out there and preach and deliver, heal the sick. You'll be like, oh, but we have done this before. Now he's not here. The ministry has to continue. Come, let's go out. No, it doesn't work like that. He gave you instruction. John 20. 21 to 22, again he said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so am I sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Uh -huh. He breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. So you might be like, But we receive already the Holy Spirit. What Holy Spirit is he talking again? What gift are we waiting again? We've already received power. No. You receive the Holy Spirit so that you can start living. The one he said, Receive, we don't know. Why he asked you to receive the Holy Spirit in the book of John 2 and John 20, right? That one is not the one he's saying that you should wait on. He gave you instruction clearly. Say, wait. Act of the Apostle, Act 2, 1 to 4. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like a roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it felt like the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them the ability. The Holy Spirit gave them the ability for them to speak. They started speaking. Now they have received power. That's the, the advocate, the comforter that he said God will give them. He said, but don't leave Jerusalem until he comes. Because he knows without the Holy Spirit, you don't have any power. You can't do anything. And if you go out there to try to preach, you can get killed to try to lay hands on people when you don't have power. That demon that is in that one that you want to cast might enter you and you'll get killed. That's why I say wait. And they, they heeded to instruction. They waited. They stayed behind. And they waited on the Holy Spirit. If not out of excitement, they could have killed them. Because even when they received the Holy Spirit, some people were like, these ones, they are drunk. Read the book of Acts of the Apostle. We can read everything, you know, so I'll just be reading some scriptures or some verses. They're like, these people, they are drunk. And they say, how can you say these people are drunk? They were speaking different languages. People were hearing them speaking in different languages. They received power. And when they went out, they started performing miracles. Signs and wonder, praying for people to get here in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Why? Because they stayed and they listened and they kept to 
what God asked Jesus told them to do. They held on to it. They said, Jesus said, we should wait. And you wait. When the time comes, you will know. Like when the time came, when they received it, they knew that something has changed. And they went out there. They were now bold. But if not, if they disobey him, they say, oh, we've gone out before. We have been with Jesus. We have seen him. Remember when Jesus was there, they would cast out demons. They were doing. At one point, they could not even cast a demon when a man brought his child who was having faint. And they were like, they asked Jesus, why could they not? Jesus said, oh, well, how long will I be with you people? And Jesus even told them that this type cannot go out by mere prayers, but by what? Fasting, prayers and fasting. So you will know when that change, when that power, when you receive that power. You will know, you will feel it. And you have to wait until the Father sends it. Don't go out. Keep meeting, praying, fellowshipping together. Waiting on that day. And the Pentecost day, it came. And they received power. And they went out and people could see that these people, something, they are now, like, they, 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 they are now, like, their father, Jesus. Because they were also preaching with boldness. You'll see them in the synagogue preaching with boldness, delivering people. Let us go to Acts of the Apostle, Act 3, 1 to 10. <clears throat> Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from bed was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate. The one called the beautiful gate so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently and Peter said, look at us. The layman looked at them eagerly expecting some money. Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I will give you what I have in the name of Jesus Christ. The Nazareth, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet and began to walk. Then walking, limping and praising God, he went into the temple with them. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realized he was a lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astonished. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When did this happen? After they had received the Holy Ghost. That's when they went. Because now the Spirit of God is walking through them. The Spirit of God is dwelling in them. If they have gone out before now, they would have made a fool of themselves when they didn't have the Spirit of God. They would go to say, stand up. Give me your hand. Stand up. Walk. And nothing is happening. They will make a fool of themselves. People will be laughing. Even stoned them. They will be like, these stupid people. What? They will insult them. They will be like, you stupid. You've seen this man has been like this from birth. Are you insulting him? They will even beat them and kill them there. They will beat them and kill them. Because even them receiving the Holy Spirit, when they cast out the demon out of a girl that they were a master, the girl's master was using, who had a different spirit, who was saying, oh, these people, read the act of the apostle and you will find it there. They were beaten, they were stripped, but they didn't die. The Spirit of God was there with them, protecting them. So disobedience can get you killed. When God said disconnect from this person, disconnect. When God said pray, pray. Don't say, hey, I'm tired. I prayed yesterday. Why should I pray again today? I keep praying. I'm tired of praying. He knows why he's asking you to pray. He knows why he's asking you to pray. Look at what an act of obedience did to Abraham. After Jesus gave him his son, Isaac. And God, he took Isaac. God said, go and sacrifice him. He took him was ready to offer him as a burnt sacrifice. God said, truly, I now know. And God promised him that. What did God tell him? Even before then, God has promised how he's going to have children, stars. God has shown him these things. He held on to them. 
He listened to God. He obeyed God. And it all came to pass in his life. Mary could have disobeyed God. It would have made it difficult. Probably God will start looking for somebody else to give birth to Jesus. Mary could have said, no. How can you say, I'll, I'll, I'll be pregnant? Oh, I have my fiance already. How? No. God told Abraham, move. He moved. Separate with your, your, your knees. He did. He needs Lord. Read your Bible. All these things are there in the Bible. And before you read, ask the Spirit of God to give you understanding as you study the Word. So that you will not make mistakes. You will not make mistakes. The things that, they, that those people did in the Bible applies to us today. We draw strength from them. We draw strength from those to be like, if this thing happened to this person, it can still happen to me. If this person trusts in God, God speaks to us through his words. There was a time we were going through a difficult situation, my family, and I was so, like, I felt so down in my spirit. I went to my room and I sat on my bed and I was lost in thought. I was asking God questions. And before you know it, he flashed, he flashed Isaiah 55, 4, 5. I've not come across that before now. Then I was reading mostly the New Testament and I didn't even know all the scriptures. Even up to now, I still don't know all the scriptures or the quotations in the Bible. You know, some popular verses that people quote. I still don't know the Bible. I still don't know the Bible, so to say. So when I saw, I was like, hey. And lack of patience. Then I ran, opened my book and I went to Isaiah 54. He don't tell me, oh. I have to calm down. Then I went to Isaiah 54, 4, 5. I went to Isaiah 54. I was looking for Isaiah 54, 45. Because I just saw it like a flash. Then I realized it was no, no verse 45. Then I said, oh, it could be 4 to 5. And I got the words there. These are things that happened in the old days. Promises that God has given his children. They still apply to us. But we need to obey God. We need to keep to instructions. We need to obey God and we need patience, trust in God and be patient as you believe in him. Obey God in all his ways. You don't need to understand what he's telling you to do. Obey him. He might later on explain it to you. Even if he doesn't, obey him. Obey him. Obey him. God told me some time ago to bless somebody with a hundred euro. I was like, huh? why would I give this person hundred euro? I waved. It took me days, but later on, when I realized it could, I could not get it out of my mind, when I blessed this person with a hundred euro, this person wrote me telling me how they didn't have even diapers. She was pregnant and she has two kids. She didn't have diapers, they didn't have food. I was like, oh my, I was asking God to forgive me for delaying. To me, I was like, why should I give her? But I wanted to understand. So God does not need to tell me, like, give her this 100 euro because she doesn't have food and I'll feel so loud. Oh, like, okay, let me give. Give. Only God knows why he's telling you to give. And you don't, probably it's not just because they don't have food. Probably because she had prayed and God has said, okay, I'll ask somebody to bless you so you can probably pay that bill or you can do this, you can do that. Or maybe that would have been a confirmation for something that God wanted to show her, like, I, I answer prayers, you know? And her case, she really told me that she has cried to God and God has said he was going to send her help. And I delayed three days. So when God tells you to do something, do it. Don't disobey God and don't delay. Let's learn from, 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 the, from uh, uh, um, Joseph, Jesus' father. God said, flee. Take that child out of Egypt and go and stay with that child in Egypt. And he did immediately. He woke up, woke up. The wife took them and with a baby, they were running for their life. In the middle of the night, they went to Egypt for, you know, just to make sure that baby is safe. 
because God said so. He didn't say, okay, let's sleep till morning. Probably they would have met them somewhere along the road. Because Herod was like, okay, let me sleep tomorrow in the morning. I'll give instructions. By the time they give instructions, he has already crossed the border. Had not been, he would have, okay, let me sleep. I'm so tired. Where are we going now this night? Let's just wait. We'll take our time tomorrow and we'll find our way in Egypt. No, he didn't even bother to know where in Egypt. God says, Egypt, Egypt, here we come. Anywhere in Egypt is fine. But some of you be like, where in Egypt? Oh, I need to go to the capital. Let me make research. Which land, which area is fertile? No. He who started this good work in you will bring it to completion in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You just have to trust and say, Father, you who is giving me this instruction, you will help me. You will see me through. You say, I should go to Egypt. Order my steps. Be the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. Direct me. Put your angels in front of, what, of us to lead us, to direct us, and behind to wash over us. Let our path and that of the enemy not cross. I'm going because you've instructed. It will be dangerous if you are leading yourself. But as long as God is the one leading you, he will make way, he will make provision, and he will take you just to the right place. Probably you'll meet somebody who will be like, oh, I'm waiting. God came to my dream and told me that somebody is coming. I should prepare. Yes. Just like Ruke, who said the pastor had told her that God is going to make way for you. And that is what happened. Hmm? And that is what happened. God came to Apostle Dream. She, she did not know how God was going to do it, but she held and she believed. She had sowed a seed. She had prayed. And she believed that God was going to do it. She didn't know. She was shocked. God to give somebody your name and ask them to, I mean, this is big, people of God. This is big. If somebody had told me that I was experiencing like that, I'm like, okay, but I didn't know how it worked. God came to my dream. He used Apostles' face. I can see that was uh, um, a male figure. I can see with broad chest, but it was Apostles' face. It was really big, huge. He said, invest in Timito Quest business and you'll never be broke again. And I woke up that morning. I was like, wow, okay. The dream was so clear. But I asked somebody, I said, this dream was, he said, oh, that's what God is saying. Um, you have to, God wants to open your your finances. We have to either sow in Tokwe's life or Tibi Joker because he's called, Prophet Tibi Joker is also called Timi Tokwe. I said, no, because why God was saying it, I said, why God was saying it, I had, I had Joseph. He said, Timi Tokwe, and in my dream, I said in myself, Joseph. I said, so is Tokwe. So I sold the money. I went to my account, I withdraw money, I sent to Tokwe. So that is God for you. God works in ways that we don't even know, you can't even tell. Now, when, when Apostle said, I was like, wow. God gave her the name and even told her what to give. God gave me a name. And told me to invest in this person. And even said, if you care, you do it. If you care, you don't. Because God knows his daughter. That was a test rider. I said, mm -mm, I will. I didn't have money in my current account. I went to my savings and I withdrew that money. And I sent to two quests. I withdrew 300 euros. I sent 200 of the charges. And the person who interpreted the dream, I saw 50 euros in her ministry. But the dream was so clear. So when God gives you instruction, do it, do not delay. You don't know why. And when Tokwe received the money, he made pictures, he took a picture and he sent to me and he said, God is pleased with you. He showed me that he has received the money. He said, God is pleased with you. Maybe God told him that tell my daughter that I'm pleased. Probably that's what God wants me to hear. That yes, I am pleased with you. When Tokwe received, when you invest in Tokwe, when, because that's the word God used, he didn't say so, he said, he said invest in Tokwe's business and you'll never be broke again. And probably God know, knows that I needed to hear that he's pleased with me. So okay, once Tokwe received the money, I'll take Tokwe. I don't know if God told him, but that's what he told me. He said, God is pleased with you. I said, amen. I was happy. I'm like, who am I? For God to come to my dream and give me a name of somebody and telling me to so that I'll never be broke. And I'm holding on to that word. And I know me, I'll never be broke. I am rich. As a matter of fact, I'm rich. 
You don't understand. <laughs> I am rich. As a matter of fact, I am rich because my father has blessed me. Apostle used to tell us when she came in contact with the angel of wealth, God himself. Eh? Okay. I was new. I'm new to all of this. These, these things are shocking me. Like, I don't know. I'm learning all these things as it comes. Like God coming to my dream. And from what my apostle would tell me, I'll hear, okay, this like this. And then I'm beginning to experience it myself. And God removed two, two five euros note and he was making like this in the water on a running tap. That money did not get worth. That was showing me how much my money will be. It will overflow. Unstoppable and other people will benefit from it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I was doing it like this. Clean water running. Tap water running. Running. So when God gives you instruction, hold on to it. Don't spoil things. Don't rush. If you don't understand, call on him. And remember that disobedience can, can get you killed. Obey God in all ways. Even when it seems foolish, obey him. Okay? Do have a blessed week as you go about your business. Be nice, be kind to people. I love you all. The love of God. And I pray that God will continue to bless you. You are covered. I pray for good health for you. I pray for financial open doors should be open for you father may you bless your children financially in the mighty name of jesus none of you will lack none of you will lack in the mighty name of jesus yes lord father we cover our prayer points and the lessons we have learned today we cover it with your precious blood blood of jesus that it will sing in your children's mind they will not just listeners, they will listeners and doers of your work. They will not disobey you. They will keep to your instructions. We pray that you will help them and help me as well to keep to your instructions. In the mighty name of Jesus. We pray that we will live a life pleasing to you and you alone. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. You are blessed. You are blessed. You have a blessed week ahead of you. Until we meet again, I love you all. The love of God. Bye-bye.